With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land's recruiting-centric podcast, The Dotted Line. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we talk to Ohio State and national recruiting experts, LGHL's own recruiting analysts, and even recruits themselves. On today's episode, I am joined by the man behind one of the most popular Twitter accounts in all of Buckeye Nation, Shane Bailey of at Buckeyes Cruton. Shane is a wealth of knowledge about the Buckeyes and as the handle would indicate, their recruiting efforts. So I wanted to talk to him after an extremely important weekend of football recruiting. We got into the rather unusual recruitment of 2021's number one overall prospect, JT Tuomaloau. We also discussed what former USC linebacker Pallier Note Note will bring to the Buckeye defense if, in fact, he does officially transfer to Ohio State after his name popped up in the student directory over the weekend. Then we get into the recruitment of four-star running back prospect Dallin Hayden, who picked up two crystal balls for Ohio State after his official visit this past weekend. And we wrap up the discussion by looking forward to what recruits are planning to be on campus during the final weekend of June, including Jaheim Singletary, Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, Kenyatta Jackson, and more. So with all of that now out of the way, here's my conversation with Shane Bailey. So, Shane, this was um, a smaller visit weekend that we've seen um, the rest of June. And actually, the last weekend of June will be the biggest, I believe. But there was a lot of really interesting stuff happening for the Buckeyes in this third recruiting weekend of the month. And obviously, we have to start with the biggest name in that list in one of the most unusual recruitments in the most unusual recruiting years. And that is defensive lineman JT Tuomaloau, who finally made his visit to Columbus. He left on Sunday, is going straight to Oregon, and then will be in Alabama next weekend. As we kind of are recording here Sunday evening, what are you hearing? What are you seeing about how things went for JT when he finally made it to Columbus? Of course, it's the uh, the JTT watches. Uh, many of us Buckeye fans have been calling it for the past few uh, 
months and feels like almost maybe up to a year at this point. I'm not yeah. sure when he was offered, but uh, ever, so, but so far, uh, everything I've read and seen, heard has been very positive uh, on the Ohio State front. They feel like they did an outstanding job on on the visit, as they usually do. They usually do a fantastic job on these uh, official visits, especially when there are these smaller, um, more intimate kind of visits where there's not as many prospects coming in. Um, I know that one of the things that they were really pushing was obviously let coach Larry Johnson. I mean, he's yeah. the best for a reason. Uh, he's going to be developing you into a, a first round pick. And I think that's something that really holds weight with them. So uh, I think the other thing that I saw that was really interesting was Ohio State had their, uh, I believe it was their career fair or job fair or something. Yeah, job fair. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's it, the job fair this past weekend. And um, that obviously probably wasn't <laughs> a coincidence. Uh, they had that when when JT was coming in. Uh, it's another great way to show off the networking with the uh, NIL being approved in Ohio. And yeah. that, that's, a, that's a whole, that opens up a whole new, a floodgate of, of types of recruiting and all that, because th- there's, this is all uncharted waters for these coaches now. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really interesting as they brought him in. This is a guy who has been noted for being fairly low key when it comes to the recruiting, not talking to uh, any press. There's like one guy from, mm-hmm. I think 24 seven that he talks to. It's the only um, media that he talks to. And yet, Ohio State apparently not only wanted to have all of the coaches at the airport there to meet him, they wanted media there as well. I thought that was a really interesting move, not something that I would have thought would work for him. Um, Mm -hmm. But what did you think about this whole, like, paparazzi wearing Hawaiian shirts (laughs) on the coaches thing, showing up at the airport to greet him on Thursday night? It was really interesting um, because in my time, at least following Ohio State recruiting, I don't think... At least off the top of my head, I don't think we've done this for a specific recruit. And if we have, then I probably it's probably longer ago than I remember here. But uh, I thought it really, at least in my opinion, shows, hey, you're our guy. We want you. This is how bad we want you. We're going to have our entire staff show up and we're even going to have the reporters, everything. Like You're our number one target. We've been waiting this long. You got to pull out all the stops. And what's interesting is, is that like, if he does end up coming to Columbus, he's not going to be the only stud defensive lineman, defensive end in this class. Mm-hmm. They've got Jack Sawyer. And I think you're right. Like telling him, look, this is how badly we want you. You're not like the cherry on top of the Sunday. We've already got with Jack Sawyer there. You are the meal. We want you. But I also think it's mm-hmm. interesting to compare coming to Columbus, presumably for three years tops and knowing that he has the opportunity to play at a place that A, he's wanted, but B, he's playing on the same line, presumably with Jack Sawyer for those three years. Uh, that has to be, I think, kind of a different setup. Obviously, all these other schools, Alabama's the rumored other biggest contender to, to, to land JT um, when he finally does make a commitment, presumably in the next few weeks. And they've got great players, obviously, but it's not like he's got somebody who he knows is going to be alongside him for his entire career at Ohio State, who is maybe not as good, but pretty close to being as good. And they could be a really dominant force on a defensive line to not only just have somebody you know to work with, but also to have somebody that uh, opposing offensive lines have to deal with making things potentially a little bit easier for both of them. Oh, absolutely. That's, I think that's also a huge part of it. Uh, 
if you have Jack Sawyer on the other side, potentially taking up an extra tight end to help block him, you're going to get more one-on-one maps matchups on your end. Uh, and not like not to mention Coach LJ will definitely know how to to use both of them. I know we've always had different kinds of packages, such as the Rushman package. Uh, I know he's had the. Uh, <laughs> I know everyone joked about it when it was the full line of defensive tackles. They called it the Plush Man package. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's a huge selling point as well is, is being able to be opposite of the number four national ranked player, number one, or sorry, actually, it's only number three. It's kind of still crazy to me that the number three best defensive end was the number four player in the 2021 class there. Lots of <laughs> yeah. talent on the top end. Uh, but, yeah, getting a chance to play with Jack Sawyer, I think, is also a huge um, boon for him because more one-on-one blocks, more time uh, to get to the quarterback and – and this kid is definitely someone that can get to the quarterback. Yeah, and Ohio State has proven, especially under the the tenure of Larry Johnson, that they know how to make defensive linemen, whether that's interior or exterior defensive linemen, not only into NFL draft picks, but into NFL stars. Um, so I, I, that is obviously a great oh, yes, selling point. I think at this point, like, we know he's going to Oregon. He went straight from Columbus to Eugene. He's going to be um, in Tuscaloosa this next weekend, which I think is uh, an obvious benefit for Alabama to have him on um, last for his last visit. But I would imagine mm-hmm. someone like him wants to get on campus as soon as humanly possible, wherever he goes after he's been everywhere. We know that the uh, exercising all of his visits was really important. Um, but, I think for all of these guys, we're getting to the point now where fall camp's going to start in August. You know, guys are coming back to campus, especially at Ohio State, because there's this like summer semester thing happening here soon. They want to get on campus. I'm sure if he's going to end up at Columbus, he wants to start working out with Coach Mick. Um, I I have to imagine that we're going to get an answer. I would guess he probably takes a week, but I would think shortly after or right around the 4th of July would be the time that we hear where JT Tuomaloau is going to go, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I believe it'll most likely be around that time. I can't see them, like you said, waiting uh, too much longer. I, I would assume they take their visit out to Alabama, uh, come back and have whatever discussions they needed to and and find the best fit for him. And I can't imagine much more than a week after that he would uh, – he would be announcing the decision of what school he's going to. Cause like you said, the training camp's already coming coming up. And if he does choose Ohio state, you want to get as much time in with coach LJ as possible. Yeah. Well, um, I know that this is one of those closely guarded secrets and nobody really has any insight whatsoever. Although there are some very old crystal balls for JT to Columbus, but what's your gut telling you about, where his decision is, do you think, and maybe it's less of a gut, more of a guess. Where do you think he ends up? Do you think Ohio State ends up landing him? What's your uh, what's your feeling here? Uh, I do. I think uh, I think we end up landing JT, and I think, as I've said many times already, is, is I think it's Coach Larry Johnson. I think LJ is just so well known and so respected in this sport. Um, so many defensive line coaches, defensive line. Uh, instructors, they I see all kinds of these these videos of people just nonstop giving Coach LJ praise, and between that and we also uh, have his former teammate, of course, G. Scott Jr. Uh, on the roster, mm-hmm. um, and just uh, landed a Mecca Ibuka last cycle, yeah. of course, was also all from Washington, Washington guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I think uh, th- I, th- I really think we can pull this off. The biggest I think the biggest challenge, obviously, is going to be getting through the Alabama visit. Um, 
obviously Alabama's had plenty of interior D linemen uh, going in the draft and kind of like how we've had the, the edge rushers, the Alabama has also had the interior linemen. So uh, I'm curious to see if they'll kind of push that onto JT and, and maybe try and see if he's going to be moving inside for them or if he's going to be playing outside. Uh, I know Ohio state is definitely telling him he's going to be an edge rusher. So, but uh, I think ultimately, I think, I think uh, Ryan day is going to pull this one out with coach LJ. And I think, uh, I think Buckeye nation is going to be pretty happy. Yeah. I think the scheme that Ohio state runs on defense, um, even going to a four two five this next season, I think having the four down linemen, um, really plays into his strengths more than what Alabama tends to Absolutely. do, which yep. which tends to be more of a three four set. Um, but speaking of linebackers and two three or in uh, three fours and three two fives and all that stuff, it looks <laughs> like Ohio State might have landed a uh, a linebacker over the weekend via the transfer portal. Nothing is official yet, although it might be official as far as the school's concerned, because over the weekend we learned that former USC linebacker Pallier Note Note um, is listed in the student portal at Ohio State. Now, he had gone into the transfer portal in January. He'd been pretty quiet since then. Um, and it looks like he is now ready to start classes uh, in Columbus, obviously, we talked about this new June semester or whatever they're calling it now. When I went to Ohio State, we were still on quarters, so it's always weird for me that Ohio State's on semesters now. But um, it sounds like he's there. He's formerly the number 15 player in the country when he came out in the class of 2018. He was the top inside linebacker, the number one player in the state of Nevada. He comes from Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas that gave us, of course, Buckeye legend Tate Martell, as well as Haskell Garrett, who sometimes they refer to Haskell as his cousin. I don't know if that's like a real cousin or like a cousin cousin, uh, but yeah, super I'm close with sure Haskell. Either. I have heard the same thing, though. Yeah, it's a little weird. And, and they're uh, both Polynesian, and that's a, a pretty common thing in Polynesian families um, to have these, you know, cousins that aren't actually related. But um, he it seems like. He was kind of trending towards Texas. That's when Ohio State thought they were going to get Henry Toto. And once he committed to Alabama, um, it looks like the the momentum shifted towards Ohio State. And it looks like they finally ended up landing him. What are your thoughts on bringing him into a linebacker room, which really has not a lot of experience? Um, it's got some talented guys who've been waiting their turn. But um, Pallier has started a number of of games out at USC. He's had some injuries that he's had to deal with, but he's really the only guy in what will be the new linebacker room um, that has any experience. So it, it should be interesting to see how he mixes in with Taraja Mitchell and Dallas Gant and all of those guys that'll be contending for now the two starting linebacker jobs. Yeah. And I, I'm always of the opinion that the more competition, the better, because obviously competition brings out the best of people. Um, you're, you're having, now we have an extra linebacker in the room who's, who, like you said, has starting experience, who can go out there and compete for one of the two open linebacking positions. And he by no means is a bad player at all. He, uh, like you said, I think he's the 15th ranked recruit coming out in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people don't exactly see him on that same level to a couple of years later here coming into Ohio state. But I definitely think he's one of those guys that are going to surprise a lot of people and, I was reading some some tweets from some, from some of the fans saying uh, uh, things like, "Oh, is he is he going to be fast enough? The, um, is he is he going to be able to take one of these starting jobs away, or is this going to be a body?" I, I think with uh, Coach Mick, I really think he, where he's going to be able to get him up to exactly where he needs to be, 
uh, from a from a weight standpoint, from a physicality standpoint. And this kid was already one of the most physical linebackers I watched coming out of high school. So I don't think he's lost that. Um, I think it's a great addition to the room. And and I know I was reading some of the USC boards and a lot of them just called him uh, EA. Uh, so I think that might be a little bit of an easier way to pronounce the name yeah. here going yeah. forward. So yeah, Pallier, yeah, EA at the end. Yeah, he's 6'2", 250. So I mean, he's a big dude. He's a more traditional linebacker. He's not the freak athlete um like uh like Baron Browning was or or anything like that. He's more of a big traditional um physical linebacker. I, I think what's more concerning about him is his speed, not his not his strength, not his mm-hmm. not his size. It'll be interesting to see if Ohio State is running with this bullet package, um, how they use him um, with his specific skill set. I think if uh, Henry Toto had come to Ohio State, he was an instant starter. I think he was obviously mm-hmm. would be the best um, linebacker in the room. I'm not sure what Noteote will be. I don't know if he'll be an immediate starter. He Obviously, Ohio State, especially on defense, likes to rotate guys through, so I think he will play. Uh, yeah. um, but I don't know that him starting is necessarily a given. No, I don't, I'm not sure if he, if he actually earns a starting job this fall, uh, week one. Uh, it might be something where he just comes in on certain towns. Maybe maybe it's uh, early downs, run-stopping downs. Um, and then we have, for example, I know Craig Young is, has been turning heads early on, and he's a very yeah. athletic uh, yeah, linebacker, and I think he's going to be a great one for uh, the Buckeyes defense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it sounds I, like I he's really... probably going to be in that bullet role. He's probably yes, yep. going to be the starter over there in what – is like that hybrid linebacker safety position for Ohio State this yeah, season. Yeah, and we really only got to see that role in this shortened COVID season too. So, I mean, I'm very excited to see how the defense looks this year with the, the, the full uh, training camp behind it. And I think there's a lot from last season where we can kind of, yeah, think, not take with a grain of salt, but you know, <laughs> it, it was a it was definitely a, a unique season. So, I think uh, I think Coach Combs will have the, the defense all uh, ready to go this fall. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The other big news coming out of this weekend was the fact that Bill Curlick, who was my guest here on this show just a few weeks ago, he added a crystal ball for um, uh, 2022 running back Dallin Hayden. Now, what's interesting about this, uh, Shane, is that coming off of getting Travion Henderson, number one running back in the country, Dallin Hayden is not a guy who's in that stratosphere in terms of ranking, at least not with the 24-7 composite ranking. He is much higher on some of the individual rankings, but he's currently the number 237 player in the 22 recruiting cycle. He's the 24th running back. He's the seventh player in the state of Tennessee. But from everything we're hearing, he is really Ohio State's number one running back um, prospect. He's number one on their running back board. His dad, Aaron, played for Tennessee um, and he also played for like four four seasons and three teams in the NFL. Um, it sounds like things went really well here in Columbus. He had most recently been on a visit to Notre Dame, which kind of like 
threw a wrench into him being a, a slam dunk Buckeye commit. <laughs> but Bill Curlick still thought enough of how things went to give him the crystal ball. Um, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What do you what do you think of what you've seen of Dallin Hayden and what he might bring to the Buckeye backfield if and when he does actually commit? Well, I personally think he's his ranking is going to be much higher by the time signing day comes. Uh, after watching his uh, tape the, the the other day here, I I think he the offense that he comes from in his high school it, it fits almost perfectly with the offense Coach Day likes to run. So I think one of the reasons why he was a uh, top of the board running back here is the fit uh, is just perfect. You couldn't get a better uh, fit as far as the style of running he does. Um, and I think last weekend when he took his visit to Notre Dame, I, I think it was kind of a, uh, hey, let me go check this out. Um, we'll see if anything pops up to, to change my mind about Ohio State. Um, and as you said, I think some things did pop up. I think you maybe gave him some pause. Uh, but I think this weekend, Coach Alford uh, really hit it out of the park. And and he uh, I, I really don't think he even has any concerns uh, about the running backs that came in in our 2021 class. I mean, this is a kid that likes to compete. Um, and I think he also, let's see, it looks like the Notre Dame writer, Tom Loy, has also placed the crystal ball in um, this afternoon here, changing it. Or actually, no, not changing it. It looks like it's his first one. So the Notre Dame writer is also crystal balled uh, down Hayden to the Buckeyes. So oh, interesting. I think, yes. Yeah. I'm actually looking at that right this second. looks like it was, uh, oh yeah, about, about <laughs> pretty recently. Uh, so it looks like even in his opinion, the Notre Dame trip didn't do enough to sway him. And I think we'll actually probably hear relatively soon about down Hayden becoming a Buckeye. If not, <laughs> if not before this even comes out. Yeah, I uh, I have the article pre-written for his commitment. So whenever he wants to drop that uh, that tweet or Instagram, <laughs> I am ready. Um, but I think it's interesting. Last week on the show, I spoke with Mick Walker from Buckeye Scoop, and we kind of talked about what the Buckeyes are going to do for recruiting in the 2023 class, considering they got uh, Quinn Ewers in the 2022 class, number one player overall, number one quarterback. And he thought that Ohio State would probably pull back and get not one of the top, top line guys um, for quarterback in 2023, but get a guy who is good, probably undervalued, and but somebody who understands that they can develop in the role and hopefully be able to take over when the number one guy ahead of them leaves in the quarterback case, Quinn Ewers. Um, but that might be the same thing that they're doing here in the running back room with Trevion Henderson and Evan Pryor, for that matter, um, who came in in 2021, like you mentioned, get a guy who is um, very talented, like you said, fits well with what the Buckeyes wants to want to do, but isn't necessarily at the top of a lot of, of teams boards because of his rankings. Um, let him get in that room. It's a crowded room. I, you know, I think between, um, you know, we've got Master Teague back. You've got Mayan Williams back. You've got these two freshmen coming in. Then you've also got Marcus Crowley and Steel Chambers in there. I think, you know, Steel Chambers very well might be moving to to linebacker. One of those guys might transfer, um, but it's still a pretty crowded running back room. So it might be a, a good idea to get a guy in here who's comfortable with kind of getting his legs under him for the first couple seasons and being 100% ready to take the ball uh, full-time when he becomes an upperclassman and some of these other guys depart. Oh, yeah. And how great is it, by the way, uh, Coach Alford, a few seasons ago, Buckeye fans were ready to get him out the door. Uh, uh, and then he goes and pulls Travion Henderson and yeah. Evan Pryor last cycle. 
And the recruit that he did land where everyone was upset about is turning out to be one of the fan favorites in oh my Mayan Meatball. Meatball Williams. God, love Meatball. <laughs> love me some Meatball. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. And, you know, it, it shows you how fickle recruiting can be. No pun intended for yeah, Ohio yep. State's former <laughs> defensive uh, coordinator. Um, but, you know, how how things can change with one cycle. You know, you lose Bijan Robinson after everybody kind of assumed he was coming. And all the fans, mm-hmm. like you said, turned on on Alford. But um, let's let's wrap up this past weekend and kind of look forward to what we think is going to be a pretty interesting, if not jam-packed weekend. I'm not going to run through all of the guys um, who are going to be on campus, but um, some of the ones that we will mention are uh, Jaheim Singletary, who's the number 13 player in the country. He is already an Ohio State commit. He will be on campus. There's an, there's um, four other guys who are also in the top 100. You've got Anae White, who's the number 39 player in the country. He's an edge rusher out of Philadelphia. You've got uh, Kenyatta Jackson, who's the number 76 player in the country. He's also an edge rusher out of, out of uh, Shamanad Madonna Prep in Hollywood, Florida. Then you've got Chris McClellan, another uh, defensive lineman, this time a just kind of a, listed as a general D lineman. He's the number four, uh, 94 player in the country. Then you've got Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, who is another defensive lineman out of Lakeland, Florida. Lots of Florida, lots of defensive line. He's a five-star number six player in the country. You and I were kind of talking before we got started. Haven't heard much about him. I'm not 100% sure if this was a late add to the list or I just had kind of missed him. Um, but there's a ton of other guys coming um, here this weekend as well. What are your... What what are your thoughts on this weekend? What does it say about the fact that Ohio State is loaded up with D linemen coming in this weekend? And uh, what are you hoping to see from this final June um, uh, visit weekend after what has been a whirlwind month for recruiting for the Buckeyes? Well, I think the number one most important thing this weekend is just uh, solidifying Singletary's commitment to the Buckeyes. Uh, I don't believe he's actually been on campus yet uh, before yeah. committing. Uh, so this will be his first shot shot to get out uh, and see everything, get to get a feel for Columbus. And I, I know recruits always uh, say when they get to Columbus, so it was much bigger than I expected. So uh, I know uh, I know a lot of the recruits think it's, it's some small town and they'll get there and, and really enjoy the big atmosphere. But yeah, I think the, the, the biggest thing this weekend is just uh, getting Singletary around some other commits. I believe Ryan Turner was also coming up this weekend with Kenyatta Jackson. Uh, who, who I believe they're teammates um, down at uh, Shamanabadana Prep in Hollywood, Florida. So that'll be also, also be big is to get uh, Ryan Turner in here and, and get some camaraderie going with the cornerback commits. Um, the other one I'm looking real close at uh, that I think is very interesting is, is like I just the I man I just said, Kenyatta Jackson, uh, the edge rusher out of Florida. Uh, that one, I believe, is most likely between us, Alabama, and Clemson. As it always and, is. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'll be watching that one closely to see how how well that visit goes this weekend because he's a player I think is just absolutely outstanding and has a very, very bright future ahead of him. Awesome. Well, I'll wrap up um, on this. Other than the stuff we've talked about, is there anybody who was on campus before that, um, anybody we didn't hit on that um, you're excited about, any storylines that you thought um, – were especially important that we haven't uh, we didn't discuss on this uh, on this t- call today. Uh, one of them, I, just how good of a job that Ohio State does with these official visits. I just everything I've read, everything I've I've seen uh, coming through Twitter, these these different various Buckeye sites. 
it always feels like they have exactly what the player wants, exactly what they're looking for. You know, you see some of the recruiting weekends out here. Uh, I'm probably going to get a lot of angry Oklahoma fans in my mentions after this, but you see, uh, the, what was that? I believe they called it the Champ U Barbecue yeah. or something like that this past weekend. <laughs> I where, saw you tweet about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> I'm wondering, see here, like Champ U, champ of, champion of what? Like, they haven't actually won a national title since most of these recruits are visiting have actually been alive. So, you know, I'm just, <laughs> it just feels like a lot of flash with some of these schools, but the cars, and I know Texas has the big, all gas, no brakes, uh, photos and all that. But I really think Ohio State does an absolutely phenomenal job on these official visits to get down to what the recruits and especially the parents. I think they do a great job with the parents, um, what they're looking for for their kids and in their futures there. And uh, really the only other thing I think that we didn't talk about was a big visit coming up. Caden uh, Curry, the defensive lineman okay. from, I believe it's Indiana. I'm not sure the exact school. But I know he's visiting, I believe it's June 22nd, uh, on an unofficial visit. And that's one I, I absolutely think is huge for this recruiting class because I think Caden Curry is going to be an absolute monster on the defensive line. And I know he was just at Tennessee, I believe, this past weekend. And he had told them that it was Tennessee, Ohio State, Clemson, and there was one other school that I can't remember off the top of my head that is recruiting him the hardest right now. So... I think we have a pretty good shot at landing him. Um, and he's definitely one of the recruits that I want the most in the rest of this cycle. Very cool. Well, Shane, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to chat today. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, you are an absolute fountain of information over on Twitter at Buckeyes Cruton, which is one of the coolest uh, Twitter handles out there. Um, so <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for uh, for doing this and hopefully we'll be able to uh, keep in touch and uh, chat more things as the uh, the year and the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to my dad here today on Father's Day. Uh, Very nice. Happy Father's Day, Kevin. <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> hope everyone out there also had a great Father's Day uh, and thank you very much again for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land's The Dotted Line Podcast. Also, thank you, of course, to the great Shane Bailey. In the show notes and in the article version of this episode on Land Grant Holy Land, we will have a link to his Twitter account, but you should follow him at Buckeyes Cruton. That's B-U-C-K-E-Y-S-C-R-O-O-T-I-N. If you are finding this episode on the aforementioned LandGrantHolyLand.com, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are cranking out episodes nearly every weekday and... There will be more once the football season approaches, and they all have unique perspectives and voices that you will not hear anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe. Also, don't forget to follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33, and you can find me at BWWMatt. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks.